Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that were just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, were not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm really looking forward to bringing today's guest on the Mompreneur Model Show. Allison Caffrey is the founder of Master Maternity Leave, a course and series of resources for mompreneurs and small businesses with expecting employees. Her mission is to help small businesses and mompreneurs realize maternity leave is an opportunity, not a setback. Allison also runs her first business, operations agency, a bustling home with two sons that are two and a half and one, and still is helping expecting entrepreneurs prep for this massive shift in life and business. I could read more, but I'd rather bring Allison here for her to be able to share her journey with us. So Allison, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thanks, Dory. I'm so excited to be here. Appreciate you having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm really looking forward to sharing what brought you to create Master Maternity Leave. What was that start for you? Yeah, great question. I think like anything else that's worth starting, right? It started out as need. Um, I got pregnant with my first son and I was running my very own business. And at the time, you know, my team was much smaller. I only had five employees with me. And I was thinking, how am I going to tackle this? I was doing lots and lots of things inside of the business. My clients depended on me. My team depended on me. A lot of the ways that we got clients were really dependent on my input in the business. And so I started looking for resources. And honestly, there weren't very many. And especially in the mompreneur seat, right? We don't get vacations unless we give them to ourselves. We don't get paid unless we pay ourselves. And we need to be really forward thinking about how we structure some of these things and the resources for mompreneurs around taking some time off from the business. It just wasn't as easy of a resource as I had hoped it would be, right? I figured you could Google it and there it would pop up, right? Like most other things. And so, um, you know, through that, process, I had kind of a lot of learning. Then I got pregnant with my second son. And I said, you know what, I'm going to make something really cool that I could have used in the first, you know, time that I got pregnant. And so that's what I did. I started really taking note of some of the things that I was doing to prep my business, my maternity leave, and just overall expectations were a little bit, um, I would say more even keeled because I had gone through the process before. And I started really uh, paying attention to the ways I was preparing my team and the ways I was reaching out to other resources and my community to enlist additional help and to be able to craft a maternity leave that felt good for me. Because when I took my first maternity leave with my first son, I was like really, really interested in having that long Parisian maternity leave, right? I really was, it felt really important for me to just press pause and be there with my son. But then I got bored. 
honestly, after like two or three weeks, I was ready to start answering questions with teams and collaborating with clients. And it's just part of who I am, right? And so I think as moms, right, we're really guilted into really separating the mom life and the business life from each other and really being able to weave them in together in a way that feels really good and that feels a lot like you and is a representation of your priorities in your life, right? Because our business is also our priority. So I wanted to make sure that I felt really good about my maternity leave and that I wasn't just doing what anybody else that I should do. <laughs> well, how do you take the guilt? out of that maternity leave. Yeah, so first of all, it's it's an ever-evolving process. I'm sure you know after mothering for all these years too, and you know, I'm very new at mothering, and I have a constant feedback loop. How does this feel to me? Do I feel like I'm spending quality time with my kids? Do I feel like I'm having quality inputs into my business? I always say to my team, I'm married to having a system, but I'm not married to the system. Does that make sense? So like, I know that it needs to exist, but it doesn't need to look like it does today, tomorrow, right? And we can be okay with that. I remember when I first had my first son, um, it was probably about nine months in. It took us about that amount of time to readjust to being parents because my husband and I are friends and, you know, married and co-inhabitants of our space and all the things, right? And then layering parents on kind took us about nine months to kind of really figure out and catch stride. And I looked at him one day, I was like, I don't know what I need. And I, I just want you to help me figure that out. And so there was a lot of times where I really needed to start to just admit that I wasn't sure where to go and just commit to having a process today that I started assessing some things, right? How I was spending my time, what food I was putting into my body, at what times I pumped or breastfed, right? So you can kind of leave some of those things on the table. And if it feels like you want to take a maternity leave that's long and really, you know, just kind of relax and all those things, go ahead and plan that. But understand, too, that if you're two weeks in and you don't like that, there is nothing that says that you can't change the parameters of how that looks. And start small, right? Start to just do some things that you really enjoy, right? Maybe it's hopping on a collaboration or a strategic call with your team. Maybe it's delivering a core asset, like the, you know, designing a website or that sort of thing. Maybe those are the types of things that really energize you or light you up. Or maybe it's as simple as like starting to carve out some time for you, like going for a walk or doing some yoga or doing some kind of practice that kind of fills up your personal cup. So it really does, honestly, it's fluid and it does depend on the mom and what she's wanting, but just know that you can change that at any point, right? You can lengthen your maternity leave too, right? If you don't take all the time off for three whole months, you could maybe push out a six month long maternity leave, quote unquote, and then just work part time. So you can enjoy those like three month smiles and coups and things like your daughter-in-law. How do you prep things on the work front? Good question. Systems, systems and processes. That is the heart and soul of how I operate and what I do. I love bringing clear processes and systems to a small business because I believe that's what's going to create the longevity. A lot of entrepreneurs, unfortunately, are super burnt out. They're super overworked because they're told that we need to generate all this momentum, momentum, momentum. We need to be here first. We need to do work longer hours and do a lot of things more challenging. And unfortunately, in our industry, you know, being a business owner, you know, mental health crises have risen. I mean, it is way more common for a person who runs their own business to have a mental health issue than it is for a person who is employed nine to five. It's just the fact. And I think that one of the reasons is because we have a lot of pressure, right? We have a lot of pressure on us to make payroll. We have a lot of pressure on us to grow the business. We want to our business to look like somebody else's business, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do that. 
And so one of the things I found creates overall sustainability, overall peace, and overall longevity is having a really clear way that we operate. So that's the things that we do every day, the ways that we grow our business, and really just compiling them into a central location of standard operating procedures that anybody can access. And really what we want to do, the ultimate goal, right, is obviously to bring peace, to bring stability, to bring longevity, but we want a business that can function independent of us right? Any one person. And it's so often that businesses are referred to as babies, right? Oh, my business is my baby. My business is my baby. But what happens when our business becomes our capable adolescent? What happens when our business becomes our thriving adult, right? As a mom, that's what we want. We want to raise adults that are completely independent of us who can make impact in the world and make incredible changes. And they feel like they have the tools that they need, right? They don't, you know, they can thrive without us. Why don't we do that for our business? Why don't we set our business up for success and really, you know, compellingly train leaders to be able to get results on our behalf and set up standards and, and processes to be able to get things done? And so that's what I'm really encouraging mompreneurs to do, not only through this maternity leave, which I do see as a really incredible opportunity to work yourself out of the day today, but into, you know, the future of motherhood, because let's just face it, <laughs> being a mom does not stop after you go back to work post-maternity leave. So having a business that's a little bit more kid for is something that I am super passionate about, especially behind the scenes, creating those systems that support you. I love what you just said there. <laughs> really great. I'm serious. Rewind that, ladies. And listen <laughs> to that again. That was awesome. It really was. And so in that shifting of the perception, as I said in your intro, that your maternity leave is an opportunity mm-hmm. for you. I could never see it as a setback, but I can understand for some people, depending on where they are in their work, in their business, in their career, it could seem like that. So how do you make that shift in perception? Great question. So I think really we can discuss it on both sides of the spectrum, right? So if you're a mompreneur, you know, I had a, I had a mompreneur tell me one time that she was five months pregnant. She's tiny frame, so she wasn't really showing that much. And she had a super huge client meeting that she was, you know, had been talking to them for a while. They were going to do some business with her. She went in person to that meeting and she said, I wore the baggiest shirt I could possibly find so that this person did not know I was pregnant because I was afraid it was going to squash the deal. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, imagine being in a position where the inflow of business is so dependent on the person standing in front of you that we can't physically remove that person. Otherwise, the confidence, right, of the client or the prospect or whatever, right, will go away, will dissolve. And so that's what happens oftentimes, especially in service-based businesses when moms are really involved in the day-to-day and all the things, is that what's being sold is the person, right, and not the process. And so what we can do is we can use this as an opportunity in entrepreneurship to start to place value in our process over the person who has all the institutional knowledge and all the things up in their brain, right? And so if we trust the person, we should also trust the process that they've created, right? Because that kind of transfers. And so shifting the focus in how you're selling and how you're marketing and how you're training your team to this is the process that we promise, right? Think of McDonald's for a perfect example. They are such a process-driven organization. They can basically take a person out and put a different person back in, and they can run the same process, get the exact same results. Now, I'm not saying that every business needs to function like McDonald's, but it's a beautiful way to be able to, you know, have some of that balance inside of how you're operating and delivering results and also how you're living your life. Now, if you're a business, and you're running things and you have an employee who's expecting and is about to go out on maternity leave, that is an incredible opportunity because let me just tell you, 
How many times businesses come to me and say, oh, my person just left, my main project manager, my main account person, my main web designer, all of these things, they can give you two weeks notice at any point in time, and you're going to have efficiency costs, restaffing, all the things that are available there. If we can invest that money up front, just in training alone and being able to say, what breaks when this person goes out of the organization, right? How can we set them up to take an amazing maternity leave and return back feeling refreshed and re-enlisted, right? Because I'll also say this, moms who are spending time away from their family and from the things that they love most, their children, are going to want to be really impactful with that time. So if a mom goes out on maternity leave and feels really supported through this process and returns back to your organization, she is enlisted. She is ready to make an impact and ready to make a difference for your organization. There is no doubt in my mind about that. So the more we can support, the more systems we can create to stand our business up at scale, right? And we have an incredibly powerful woman coming back into the business with all of the support that you've given her and she's ready to show up and do her best work. So I think that on both sides of the coin, we have an amazing opportunity with maternity leave. On that note, <laughs> take a quick break, say thank you to the amazing sponsors that we have, and we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Healing Through the Arts, a wonderful creative program by Arte Gallery and sponsored by Visit Bucks County down in New Hope, Pennsylvania in February, March, and April. Join the team at Arte Gallery and showcase wonderful artists who are healing problems through the arts, whether it's a sickness and illness, miscommunication, barriers on cultural divides or racism or things. Everything is addressed through the creative process. Join us for classes, lectures, and beautiful displays of healing through the arts at Arte Gallery. For more information, log on to artegallery.com. That's A-R-E-T-E gallery.com. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit Brain Love Health. Dot com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. 
Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out StadiumBags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Allison Caffrey of Master Maternity Leave. I am loving the information you are sharing. So for that new mom, how do we help her realize that the baby doesn't run the show? Mm. So it's hard. And transparently, especially if you're a first-time mama, right, you really will probably feel, especially in those first two weeks, right, like you're kind of being pulled in all the directions. My very first tip for new moms is just to experience. Just nothing's good or bad. Let's not assign anything to anything, right? Everything just is. And I think for me specifically, a journal really helped me because I was able to just kind of jot something down. And I would really, really, really encourage myself not to use description words, right? So baby isn't sleeping. Super simple, right? Baby isn't sleeping. The second thing I always encourage is, so first and foremost, experience life just as is, right? Try not to assign meaning to it. Second is be married to a system, (laughs) not the system, right? Or having a system, not the system. What that means is create a loose calendar or a loose schedule for yourself. A lot of women I know are really good at creating the initial schedule. And then they think that they need to stay in that schedule because they've made it. Or, you know, if I don't work out at 10 o'clock and I have to work out 11 o'clock or whatever, right? It just becomes really challenging. So if you need to revise the schedule every single day, that is also fine, right? We're in a learning period. And so what we want to do is we want to get together kind of a rough schedule, right? With what is, right? Not how we feel about it. And make sure that we have some consistency in our day-to-day. That will allow us to take a look at, okay, when is baby actually sleeping, right? When do I actually feel the most energy? What am I actually able to do, right? We have some recovering C-section mamas who can't really start to do some of those physical activity things that could fill up their cup before some of the natural birth mamas. And that's okay. You know, we all have our own trajectory and we all have our own path. So first and foremost, again, just assessing the time that you have and saying, okay, this is what's actually happening here. No meaning, no anything. And then second is having a schedule, but knowing that it can change and starting to rely on that to tell you what your next step is, right? So if you want to start to go for walks, right? Does my physical body allow that, right? Based on the assessment I've taken of how I spend my days and do I have a schedule that also is conducive for me to build this in, right? When could I slot this in? And so giving yourself opportunity to put in what you want to do. How do you get comfortable asking for help and more importantly, delegating? Because I've seen women where, you know, it's their way or the wrong way. How do you mm-hmm. get them to understand that it's your way and other ways? Yes. Wonderful question. So, First and foremost, I had a mentor one time tell me that whenever he's afraid of delegating, he says 80% done by somebody else is 100% freaking awesome. And I was like, 
And I am very much a recovering perfectionist. I like things the way I like them. I have my organized ways. And this transparently was the most challenging thing for me and honestly still is becoming a mom, is being able to let go of the reins enough to where I feel like help is actually help and it's not just something else that I need to micromanage. So first and foremost, we got to let go of this perfection, right? Everything just is, like I said before, right? And we only assign meaning to it. Our thoughts and our feelings are really the only thing we can control. So if someone else is showing up weird or however it is that we're feeling about it, let it go. We can only control our things and how we interact in certain situations. So let's just kind of let that go. Um, and I am transparently having a very hard time with this, like I said, in becoming a mom. So I think that it's going to be a constant refinement, kind of just like everything else is as becoming a mom, right? So letting go of that perfection also means that we don't need to delegate an entire task right? We can start to take 20% off of our plate. We can start taking 30% off of our plate and it's trending in the right direction, right? So if, for example, we're training to run a marathon or run a half marathon, we don't just go out the first day and run the half marathon, right? We create a training plan and we go out and we, let's just say, run a mile on day one, right? Wherever it is that we're at. And I think that we can use that same exact logic with delegation. And a lot of folks think that they need to just take something and throw it completely onto somebody else. And that's what help is. But really, in the very beginning, help is co-creating a solution together, right? So be clear about your non-negotiables, absolutely. But then allow someone else to come in and help in the way that they are willing and ready to show up, right? I read something very recently called Expectations Versus Agreements. And us thrusting expectations onto somebody is actually not going to be as helpful in achieving the outcome that we want versus co-creating an agreement with somebody, right? So saying, hey, listen, these are my non-negotiables. How do you think that, you know, we could tackle this together? And then not giving them every single thing that they need to do the actual task or fulfill the actual expectation, but in, in, instead kind of co-creating the agreement. So moms, I encourage you with your team and the folks at home to be kind of looking at creating agreements with folks who are helping you out versus kind of thrusting those expectations. When it comes to your team, are there operational levers that you can pull to make sure that your team is set up for success? Oh, yeah, definitely. So centralizing, first and foremost, uh, a location for all of the resources that your team can access. I don't know about any other moms listening, but I remember I used to like create checklists and create documents that people could reference. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, it's just like in the Google Drive, go find it, or it's on the server or whatever. And then folks would have to spend a lot of time searching for the information that they need. We want a location that is central, right? When you go to Google, that is a central location. And the beauty of Google is that there are multiple contributors, right? We have billions of people and billions of articles all over the world with lots and lots of keywords and we can find what we need really easily create that for your business and it doesn't need to be reinventing the wheel you can just put everything in a really simple spreadsheet set it up so that people can just find the information that they need and then that way you can at least decrease some of the questions that are coming across your plate where someone's saying hey listen what do we do when x y or z happens or where was that one thing we made that one time right we want to really decrease that and again just kind of pull you out a little bit more of the day-to-day -day operations so you can focus on yourself, focus on your family, and focus on growing the business. The second really big key thing that we can do is, again, start to take a look at 
selling our process versus selling ourselves. And this is a lot of what's happening inside of service-based businesses specifically is we're really taking a look at creating these relationships and we're saying, hey, listen, this is, I'm the person to get you this result or I am the thing that's going to make a huge difference for you. And what we really need to do is kind of shift the focus to either the process or the product, right, that we're selling, right? Really start to take a look at, okay, this is why this thing is amazing. It's not about me. It's not about this. Like, here's my story and why it's important that I've created this and why it's such a wonderful solution for you. But that should not be the thing that you're selling. We shouldn't be trading time for money if we want to try to take a maternity leave and try to grow our business past ourselves. I can't think of a better way to end that conversation. (laughs) Really, as we're wrapping up, what do you want to leave our listeners with, Allison? Yeah, great question. First and foremost, you're enough. What you're doing right now is enough. Don't let me or anybody else tell you that uh, you need to be doing more or you need to be doing something else differently. Start to think through, you know, what feels good uh, to you and, you know, you can trust your intuition. I was told so many times that the best mom for my kids is me. And I think we all have this very unique perspective to bring to our, you know, mothering and to our business. And just because somebody says to do something one way doesn't mean you have to. Um, I think, like I said before, and this is, I think, the third time now, be married to having a system, but not necessarily the system, right? So I think creating something that feels good for you, that you feel like you can follow, that you can take into your day-to-day life, because we spend the most time on the path and not on the summit, right? We spend a couple minutes, if not on the summit, celebrating those wins. And then guess what? We turn around and we go right back down on the path. And so optimizing your business for the day-to-day and optimizing for the path is absolutely going to be what's going to bring you the most joy long-term. Before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you one more question because I really like your insight on things. (laughs) How do you return and find the things that are going to bring you the greatest impact and the most joy when you're going back to work? What are those things that, that are going to jazz you up again? Oh, such a great question. So we actually have a transitioning back section of our program and how we help moms. And this is a really, really impactful thing because remember how I said before that businesses who keep expecting mamas and they transition back into the business, they show up, they're re-enlisted, they're re-engaged. Well, we can actually take the same opportunity and do the same thing in our business, right? As we work ourselves out of the core day today, then we get to, guess what, redefine our job description, which is such an empowering thing, right? We get to give ourselves a raise and a promotion and all of those really cool things that come along with re-engaging into the business. And so what I like to do is I actually like to do two exercises specifically. So I call this first one the perfect week. And so what I do is I do the exact same thing I just mentioned before. I take a look at what is actually happening in my job, right? What are the tasks that I'm responsible for? What am I completing? How is this going? And then I take a really good solid look at, okay, where am I spending my time? Then I'll just simply put a plus or minus next to it. Does this bring me energy? Does this detract from my energy? Does this bring me energy? Does this detract from my energy, right? And then I have all of these things that are pluses or minuses. And what I start to do is I start to look at the minuses. How can I get the minuses off of my plate faster? Do I have a team member I could route these to? Do I have an automation I could create? Could I perhaps put these in like a parking lot? So if they're all similarly themed, I could use this to inform my next best hire. How does that exactly work? And so the first is charting the week out. The second is deciding whether this is bringing you or detracting from your energy. And the third is 
what do we really want our week to look like, right? So what's the future goal? And it's really the same thing um, as kind of just taking a look and how do I want to spend my days, right? How, what brings me the most energy and what do I feel like could help me, you know, move a little bit forward a little bit faster. And honestly, I do this once per quarter at the very least, or if I'm sitting down on a Friday and I'm like, man, this was a tough week. <laughs> I go through this exercise and I start to look at, I'm like, how did I spend my week this week? Okay. Was it a minus? Because I had some crazy thing pop up that I didn't know. Okay. Well, we can't bulletproof our life from some unexpected thing or some contingency thing, but I can learn this lesson from it, right? So then it turns it into a positive. My hope is that every single time you take a look at your week, that you can have all plus signs next to all the things that you're doing. And you know what? It's not always going to end up like that, but as long as we can set that intention, I personally feel like we can come in at about 90%, which to me feels really good. <laughs> awesome. How can everybody reach out to you, Allison? How are they going to find you? So we're on all the socials. So at Master Maternity Leave, we have Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and then also at MasterMaternityLeave.com. You can find some resources and fun stuff, lots of articles, a maternity leave planning checklist that you can snag for free. And yeah, you can learn more about our programs there as well. I encourage you all to reach out to Allison because as mompreneurs, as business women that are growing our businesses, as we're raising our families, all the help we can get, we need to get. And all the positive reinforcement, I love what you said, that the best mom for your children is you. If you take anything away, remember that. The best <laughs> mom for your children is you. Allison, thank you so much for what you shared here with us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and share on Word of Mom Radio. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dory. I appreciate it, too. It has been my pleasure. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being with us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is